Hey guys, welcome to Raw Reality, a podcast brought to you by myself, Tori Story, and Fit with Lily. We are here to unpack everything health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset, bringing you lighthearted and deep conversations about our raw reality. Buckle up, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Raw Reality podcast. We have Michaela back in the studio today. We attempted a few weeks ago. It didn't work. The rain was not in our favour, but she's back in the Gold Coast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm also here, guys. <laughs> Hi, Tori Story. <laughs> she's also in the studio. We're also recording at a different studio today, so the sound quality might be a little bit different to what you're used to, but I'm interested to see how it's going to work out. Yeah, and Tori Story is in control of the controls. Yes, I'm so excited. We've got some noises going on. I'm a bit nervous. So am I. But Would you I'm like to give an example of one? Yeah, of okay, so... Okay, perfect. So I'll be using them. Okay, amazing. And I might get them wrong, so that's fine. We'll see how we go. Yeah. All right, so let's get into our raw reality for the week. Tori and I aren't doing ours this week because we're recording back-to-back episodes. So you're Episodes. Gonna, yeah, my vocabulary isn't pronouncing today, so okay. I'm just going to say good luck to you all. Um, but, Michaela, I want to hear about your week. Yes. How are you going? <sighs> Look... <laughs> no, I've had a good week. I've actually had a really productive week. Um, I have picked up my camera for the first time. Yeah, YouTube is a thing. We love that. Editing is also a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's taking some time, but I will get there. Um, but no, I've had a really good week. Um, just picking up the camera, getting used to it. I am week... 17 in prep that's I'm wow. sorry if my language fucked yeah like, week so I'm week four we're competing I'm actually competing before Michaela you are yep oh wow I was just about to say when you're competing yep wow a yep. week before and she's 17 weeks in and I'm four yeah so actually it's quite ironic that we're talking about this today because the reason we've taken a elongated approach is because of the issues that I have with endometriosis right inflammation those kinds of things oh. so we is it more to... of like you're easing into it approach yeah kind of okay. because i'd worked with a coach previously and we dropped calories super suddenly and it was yeah. just like whoa my body did not respond at all i didn't lose any weight like nothing yeah um, and this was a couple of years ago so we've just taken that on board and yeah just taking things super super slow yeah right because um, we was yeah we'll speak about in the car my calories have dropped uh eight to nine hundred no seven to nine hundred in the matter of four weeks my body would not and your body wouldn't cope with <laughs> yeah. that so it's really interesting to see like it just like literally proves how different every single person's journey is and exactly like how cardio is so different as well so different you have five 12 minute sessions a week correct and yep. i have two 30 minute sessions it's so like again yep. so wow. completely different yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense though, because I would be the same as you. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah, my body does not respond well to increased cortisol levels. I know yours doesn't either. Yep. Um, as soon as a slight bit of stress comes into play, no, nah, she's out. Yeah, yep. she's holding on to fluid. She's bloated. She's gaining weight. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. So interesting. So it's been a journey, but no, it's been good. Um, yeah, a couple of different things, like new things that happened this week. So yeah, YouTube, and then I had my first ever masterclass. I saw that. Cool. How was that? It was really good. Yeah. Very I loved unusual. the bread for it it was really cool mm. thank you yeah thank you i did actually enjoy creating that <laughs> you are from like watching your social media you're very creative like even with the mainstream how you do your stories and posts sick See, so isn't cool. it so funny how we view ourselves yeah because like we were talking about in the car sometimes i go through phases where i'm like uh. really <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. i love all your stuff yeah just to pull back for a second we actually didn't introduce michaela because oh. we did on the last episode but 
that didn't get aired. So for people who don't know Michaela, do you want to... Okay. Well, I just thought about that just then. I was like, wait, fair. people are going to be like, who? True, actually. Unless okay. they, most of them probably well, follow you. Michaela's from Adelaide. And this is the third time now we have met. Tori's second time they've met. Online fitness coach, still studying, full-time or part-time at uni? Full-time. It's, full-time. it's my final year next year. So mm. next year will be my fifth year of my double degree. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? Good timing. Well done. I'm glad I got the right one. <laughs> Imagine it feels like bum bum bum. Yeah, so fifth year next year, final year next year of my double degree. So exercise, sports science, and food science nutrition. Wow. Plus prep and having our own business and YouTube. Yep. Living yep. life. Yeah. Wow. But it's just, yeah, finding the balance. And I think that's why I wanted to pick up YouTube now. And that's why I started this week, just so I can get the ball rolling on it. So I'm yeah. not going into my final year, not having any clue what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And YouTube is one of the things like, if you don't start, you never will. Like exactly. you just have to pick it up and go. Well, I told myself in July, I was going to start in July. Yeah. And I did. I filmed a video on my phone, didn't have a camera, didn't have any of the gear. Now I have the gear and still have no idea, but yeah. it's so fine. Um, and yeah, and I just, I, I got rid of it. I was like, yeah. nah, I'm, I'm not happy with it. So yeah. now's the time. Yeah. It does take time to learn how to edit, to learn how to export, to make thumbnails. But once you've got it down pat, it does like speed up the process a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, she's not even there yet. Yeah. <laughs> she's not even at the full, you know, editing finalization process. I just asked Tori and Jackson 24 seven. I'm like, guys, <laughs> help. Well, yeah. Cause you, Michaela messaged me saying you need to do an editing masterclass. Yes. Yeah. And I actually just thought of an idea, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, amazing. Let's get into our oh, quick yeah. fire questions. Oh my goodness, I forgot about the good. Oh no. Okay, first one, easy. Your star sign. Taurus. Yes. Taurus. What's the traits of a Taurus? I'm not really a star sign. Girl. <laughs> That's more Taurus. Uh, yeah, I know. Time. I kind of only know mine and Lily's and Jackson's. My ex was a Taurus, so that's really interesting. Well, actually, <laughs> on the way like here, <laughs> on the way here, I actually said to Brad, I was like, they're going to ask me some questions, and I know the only one I can remember is the star sign because it's super easy. We googled the compatibility between oh. a Taurus and a Cancer because it's Cancer, and oh. it says that we're meant to be soulmates. And I was wow. like, stop it! I love that. Yeah, that's so interesting. I know. Okay, I love that. Next one. Describe yourself in three words. Oh my goodness. Um, down to earth. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, this is hard. Mm. Down to earth, authentic. Probably the same thing. No, I feel like they're kind of different. No, yeah, they're different. Ambitious. Mm, I would agree a with good that. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, I feel like you could throw other things in there, like. But it's just too generic. Yeah. yeah. No, I like no, those. Yeah, they're good. <clears throat> Number three, which you couldn't think of last time, but it's your hall pass. Oh, my goodness. She's had a month to think. I have. And you know what? I still haven't thought of anyone. I'm not a movie person or a... Yeah. I'm just a singer? No, not really. Okay. Like everyone. Really, I couldn't really think of anyone. I mean, like, they're all good looking and attractive. Yeah. yeah. But... I don't know. No one like gets Brad. it. No one really, yeah. <laughs> Brad's my hey boyfriend. Partner, yeah. Yeah. That's my partner, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one really like, you know. Actually, this will spark something for all the, um, oh my goodness, why has it just flown out of my head? Bodybuilders? No, 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 no. Um, Damon Salvatore. What is that from? Why can't oh, I think? Um, Vampire Diaries. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, oh. prep brains are really kicking in. <laughs> um, yeah, Damon Salvatore. Yes. The girls who know will know. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, you need to know. Six. Okay. He's yeah. like a... Naughty boy. Wait, what yeah. movie did you say? Um, Vampire Diaries, TV series. TV series, uh-huh. yeah. So actually, I'm going to put it down to that. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Good. Next one, favourite food? 
That's a really difficult question right now, Lily. <laughs> um, I've been craving pizza for a while, so I'm just going to yeah. say pizza. Yeah. I did see. So I'm just going to sidetrack for a second. Your coach gave you a refeed week? Yeah. So it's a diet break week, which basically just means we jump back up to cal- like maintenance calories. So yeah, I'm back up to maintenance, maintenance calories for a whole week. And then this weekend, because we are here in Gold Coast and it's something nice to celebrate with Brad and I, yeah. we have one free cheat meal as well. It's also, that's why longer preps can be better as well correct because you have the ability to be able to have those like weeks where you can push cows back up a little bit you can have a meal often there because you will literally be in prep for nearly a year yeah which is wild to think about but yeah. it's also good because i think the timing of this is perfect the last couple of weeks i've had a lot of issues around like trying to get my period and not being able to get my period already and i think that's just from my body responding to the stress not being able to yeah. really cope with the sudden changes mm. um so yeah i think this refeed will do me some good hormonally as well so yeah, yeah. fingers crossed <laughs> we'll yeah. get into that very shortly we shall. um last one is what did you want to be growing up i actually wanted to be lots of different things the first thing i really wanted to be though was a paramedic wow i could see you as a paramedic mm. yeah i always knew that i wanted to help people but i didn't know what that actually looked like for me now i'm obviously an online coach doing all those things so i've kind of found you know my thing but yeah first of all it was paramedics i actually got into paramedics at uni like when i Did first you? left school yeah oh, so you actually like applied and everything yeah i applied wow. got in and then i decided to take a two-year gap year because i thought uni wasn't for me and then here we she, are she went back wow interesting yeah okay interesting. Yeah. well that's stunning um I don't know which one it is. Oh. Uh, cool. Um, so <laughs> today's episode will be all things females, periods, hormones, PCOS, endometriosis, a bit of everything, really. Um, but I feel like, can we start with your story mm-hmm. and where everything began for you? Yeah, of course. So for me, if you guys don't follow me on socials or anything like that, I do share a lot on my Instagram platform, but um, I do have endometriosis. Um, I also have adenomyosis, which Ooh, we can kind of... Well, endometriosis is kind of... It's situated within more like the pelvis area, whereas and, um, adenomyosis, sorry, is kind of like the bladder area in, right. yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to say without being too technical um but basically yeah i have those two and then i have interstitial cystitis as well which is inflammation of the bladder itself um wow. so yeah lots of inflamed stuff going so on you're with slaying. me yeah <laughs> she's wow. a broken girly wow. <laughs> um yeah but basically um i was diagnosed back in 2018 um with endometriosis um i've had four surgeries laparoscopic i can't say the word mm-hmm. laparoscopic surgeries since then um to basically go in and remove all the adhesions um yeah. so yeah it's been a journey um but yeah basically was diagnosed in 2018 um i was only 18 years old and had no idea of what it was what it is all those kinds of things um i actually went to my gynecologist at the time for something completely different i was this is going to be tmi but like i feel like this that's what this podcast is yeah absolutely um, yeah that's what it should be called probably yeah, <laughs> probably um but basically at the time i was having sex during i'm sorry pain during sex yeah um and and, you know, just being bloated all the time, super fatigued. Um, and at the time, I just thought, well, I'm in year 12. Like, this must just be kind a of given, normal. Which I feel like is so common. Correct. So common. And people yeah. just think, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's so I was basically going to my gynecologist, something different. Actually turned out, again, TMI, I had chlamydia, which oh. is a very taboo topic. 
But yeah. it's honestly one of the most common STDs out there mm-hmm. and one of the better ones to have. <laughs> I've yeah. also had it, but really? never even, I didn't even know I had it exactly until I got told that I need to get tested. Mm-hmm. And I was like, slay! Yeah, yeah, 100%. Sliding! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually found out after having a pap smear that yeah, I had chlamydia and I had some abnormal cells on my, I don't know what you'd call that when you have a pap smear. What are they? Uh, your cervix? Your cervix. Oh yeah, yeah. Had some abnormal cells there so they went away and got tested at the same time as well and it actually turns out i had hpv if you guys don't know what that is human papillomavirus oh, i swear yeah. i'm just throwing all these names yeah. at you guys um human papillomavirus so basically there are so many strands and different strands that you can have of that virus um and for the most part they are like non-cancerous they're pretty much just stay in your system for your life. Um, And they don't really have too much of an effect on your body, but um, they had to go away to be tested. Thankfully, not cancerous, but now I have to go and have a pap smear like more often than the usual typical girl. I think they actually pushed back a pap smear till the age of 25. They have, hence why I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, same. (laughs) Honestly, recommend to all the girls out there, if you are unsure, just ask for one. Does it hurt? No. We've said when we go home from Europe that we're going to do it. I know. And get our moles checked. Definitely do it. I'm just scared. (laughs) Have you ever had laser? Yeah. Down there? Yeah. Okay, well, then you should be fine. But they're putting something up the hole (laughs) and scraping (laughs) Well, I feel like I've had an internal ultrasound, so it can't be much different. No. Yeah, same kind of thing. But honestly, if you've had someone down in your region... That's probably the most uncomfortable part, I think, is just getting past the mental block of like, oh, someone's looking at my cooch. Yeah, <laughs> true. And opening it up. Like, that is just... Yeah. <gasps> I had a male do mine. All of my doctors that have been gynecologists or GPs that have done pap smears, all males. Yeah. Um, I had all female. Really? Yeah. I have, to be fair, had my mum with me in the room yeah. just because I was young and wanted yeah. to be safe. Um, but yeah, so definitely recommend getting a pap smear, ladies. Even yeah. if you're not 25 yet and you're just a bit unsure, just, just ask. Well, um, isn't it like 25 or if you're sexually active? Active. yeah i think so but i thought there was something that changed yeah when i was younger i don't really know yeah but anyway go now, get one yeah go get one yeah <laughs> just be safe yeah so hpv had that obviously now it's like still in my bloodstream it's basically like an autoimmune disease essentially right. um so again stress can trigger you know flares all those kinds of things same with endometriosis like if i am in a stressful physiological state even psychological state, I can have a flare where I get really bloated, kind of like you, Tori, with PCOS and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, I basically had four surgeries since then, keyhole surgeries to remove all the adhesions. So I had stage four endometriosis, which is pretty much the worst one you could have. Um, And it was basically wrapped around my bowel. So the lesions are kind of like stringy, Imagine like mozzarella cheese melted, yep. wrapped around Imagining everything. It. Yeah, <laughs> get the picture. I feel like I've seen like from watching like the good doctor, you know what the insides look like now. Mm. So I'm, I'm really just picturing that mozzarella cheese. <laughs> like, I'm like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I haven't watched either of those. Okay, two. good doctors were really good, but okay. you've been through it, so you kind of yeah. actually know. You don't really need to watch. watch. But yeah, yeah, basically like mozzarella cheese wrapped around all your organs and basically it can just wow. kind of like squish everything and make everything super uncomfortable. That's why people get a lot of pain as well. But I also wanted to preface, when I went to my gynecologist, the only reason I was going was, like I said, because I was having pain during sex, I didn't have any of the other, in quotation marks, normal symptoms of endometriosis. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Have you ever struggled with your skin? 
Not really. I mean, I've had a f- like folliculitis, which is just a skin issue from bacteria in your gut, which I went to a naturopath for, but like nothing that cor- like directly correlated to endometriosis, nothing like that. And I think the skin issue is more of a PCOS thing from my knowledge. Yep. Um, right. But with endometriosis. Which I think because it's more hormonal. Correct. PCOS. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like I don't know a whole lot about PCOS um, and I would love to learn more from you, Tori. Um, but yeah, it's basically more of like the bloating side of things and struggling with different foods and it's really just those endo flares right in the pelvis um so I never really had any of that it was more just the fatigue and I again I thought I was just you know teenager going through all the things but at the time I was on the pill as well which I think directly correlated to me of maybe the pill masked all my symptoms of endometriosis from a younger age I can't be sure and I never will be sure but I was on the pill from 14 years of age to 18 and then basically 14 14 yeah was that because you were having sex or because of you were having really bad periods no so i was actually a late bloomer i didn't get my period until i reckon i was oh i probably had only just turned 14 i think that's late is that late i was 16 i was 14 but you were also an athlete yeah yeah i was not elite athlete so that kind of makes sense in your what what did you say you were four Teen, I believe. Okay, maybe, maybe 13. Maybe I wasn't a late bloomer. Wow, I feel like periods come so much later than that, but they don't, hey. No. <laughs> but can you just imagine, like, I know my sister got it when she was in year five. Oh, like, my goodness. Like, that's a little Wait, kid. how old are you in year five? Young. You'd be, like, 11 or 12. Yeah. My niece was 12, yeah. Wow. Like, I just feel like that's so young for a little girl to go through something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, like, yeah, I didn't really get my period until... I would say later mm. for a typical girl, I guess. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of my friends at the time had already had it and I was just kind of like waiting. Um, but the, yeah, the reason I kind of went on it was because I was with someone at the time. <laughs> I say that as if like mm. it was a serious thing. We were 14. Yeah. But, but my mum just wanted me to be safe, obviously. And I think back then as well, like even though it's only been what, wow, nearly 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> only 10 years. Honestly, um, I think, you know, even the difference now from knowledge now to back then like yeah. my mum didn't know any different to you know all the stuff that's coming out now education wise around the pill yeah, and 100%. all the side effects those kinds of things and like my doctor didn't even tell me either any of the side effects which mm. we could probably dive into a little bit later on as well um so yeah i just went on it purely for contraceptive purposes right um yeah. and yeah period to me like i never had any issues with pain around my periods either which is a very common endometriosis symptom yeah. is to get like severe like bed riddling mm. pain on your like when you're on your period yeah so um yeah for me like I was pretty cruisy I was just your normal like I mean they weren't I guess normal periods they were bleeds from the pill yeah, but yeah. still I would get the bleed and I'd be pretty smooth sailing so yeah mm. when you got diagnosed did you know what it was had you heard no. of it before yeah oh uh, I think maybe I'd heard the word endo flown around yeah um maybe on social media or something like that but nothing to Same. what I guess there is like is out there now yeah um but yeah I just got given heaps of pamphlets and luckily like for me I got into a gyno straight away and again wasn't for endo specific but he was really really good like yeah. I was I was really lucky to get a doctor that knew what he was talking about knew what the condition was even though it was somewhat not new it's always been around but also just like you know he knew what he was talking about he was he wasn't afraid to 
try new things with me right. and to give me different ways to go about things and rather to, than just like usually you'll see a doctor and it's like this is how you do it and that's it yeah, yeah. or like even just a doctor going yeah go on the pill yeah mm. like, yeah one way on the highway <laughs> exactly <laughs> I don't want to. so i was really really lucky in that aspect yeah so from when you got diagnosed mm-hmm. to almost now what has been like the biggest differences because like there's no cure is there besides like surgeries almost yeah so there's no real cure as such again in quotation marks but the main thing that they can do to help prevent extra growth um well one of them is actually they advise to either go on the pill or Mm -hmm. the bar some form of contraceptive yeah yeah, the rod which i did go on as well um basically yeah to stop you from having a bleed because essentially they think and by they i mean like doctors and professionals Mm. um seem to think that bleeding and having your period can actually enhance the growth of endometriosis um so yeah basically they suggest to kind of stop having your bleeds um but surgeries are kind of the main go-to for that to try and just get rid of all of the the yucky stuff that's in there. Yep. Um, and that in itself is probably going to relieve a lot of the pain that you're feeling just because you're not having that constant stress on your organs and stuff, yeah. like things tightening. And for me, it was on my bowel. So you wouldn't want that to go sour. Yeah. For someone that literally has, sorry, sorry, guys, a great cycle, great periods, <laughs> whatever it may be, hormones imbalance. What is the difference between like endo and PCOS? Well, so PCOS is going to come down to all your hormones yeah. and having not – well, like I feel like both PCOS and endometriosis, there's people who can have all the symptoms and like not have PCOS or yeah. you can have no symptoms and have it. I had all the symptoms and had it and then I had cysts on my ovaries. So it's um, polycystic ovarian mm-hmm. syndrome. So it's basically when you've got cysts on your ovaries and it's causing an imbalance through your hormones. Mm-hmm. So for me, obviously, it was like loss of periods, skin – um, cyst bursting cyst as well. bursting that's a fun time um and they say and i'm pretty sure endometriosis is the same but it's not curable it's treatable yeah mm-hmm. um however i cured my cysts we love mm. that naturally yes yeah. you did <laughs> um and i had yeah about 80 cysts which like wow. i've read like so like listen to so many podcasts on pcos and i'm just like like people will say oh like 20 i'm like wow i actually had a lot yeah because you know, my like, sister i think has 20 sense. yeah mm um that is a lot yeah yeah wow. like you, you just see the ultrasound and i was just like huh do you know what that makes me feel like little, little holes, holes on that, your I, thought, <laughs> I thought of you the other day lily because i saw little I mean, holes on your and oh, i yeah. was like oh my god lily oh <laughs> i just can't yeah literally anyways um and i'm not even gonna try to explain endo i think you know endo you can definitely get cysts and stuff on your ovaries it can be kind of everywhere it, it's not directly linked to one spot and everyone can have it in different spots as well i just said spots ten thousand times <laughs> um so you know people can get it on their pelvis their bladder their bowel their ovaries um some people can get it up in their like their lungs like up right. further yeah there is no like set spot kind of situation right. and everyone is different there's also different stages as well mm. um so yeah there's like stage one two all the way through to four which is obviously the most severe and that yeah. was the one that i was diagnosed with when i was 18 so basically endo is mozzarella cheese <laughs> and so, pcos is cis do you want me to read this out spots. yes endometriosis it's really like a tongue twister isn't it is a condition where the tissue that resembles the lining of the uterus grows outside of the uterine cavity such as the ovaries bowel and tissue lining of the pelvis yeah and then pcos is a condition that affects female hormones okay i'm glad that you clarified that yeah Yeah, that That makes sense which makes sense yeah 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 um and then i feel like 
I don't know if you are similar. Kind of probably sounds like you are. But I feel like I've had like my PCOS shit and then I've had like my gut shit. Like oh, yeah. bacteria and like gut yep. issues, SIBO. Definitely go that. hand in hand. I think they definitely play a role together. Yeah. I mean, you know, the gut's linked to everything. Mm. It's all connected. It's all connected. And the more yeah. that I like read about it and hear about it and listen to it, I'm like like when you listen like when you listen to people like the girl I'm working with now, Emily, or someone who's so has so much knowledge within like the female body and or even males too, but like everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like people will have this problem and not think it's related to this when it actually is. And mm-hmm. it just like you probably wouldn't even think that it is. Yeah. Everything's referred within your body. Yeah. It's actually like having quad pain but it's actually coming from your traps yeah like literal things like that yeah well we are literally just one big system with multiple thousands of different systems within the system yeah, yeah which is just wild <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so i think yeah they're definitely all linked and i've had my fair share of gut issues i in probably 2020 i went like fully gluten-free dairy-free as well just to kind of relieve some of that um, inflammation that i was having in my gut um again like with me having endometriosis and never really experiencing the proper symptoms Mm. um it was always really hard for me to differentiate my endo flares to my instant i can't even say the word interstitial cystitis flares which is the pelvis inflaming so basically with that my pelvis inflames so whenever my my bladder feels and i need to go to the toilet what happens is the tissue of my bladder actually bleeds so I don't actually, I don't actually like bleed out, yeah, yeah. but my tissue within my body of my bladder is bleeding. Basically like little kind of, yeah, micro, right. not tears, but like yeah. Yeah, little bleeds. So basically when I get really like, when I'm busting and she's full, I have to go because she's And it gonna... would be bad for you to hold it in, hey? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I hate at school when you have to go to the bathroom, like, can you hold for five minutes? Like, no, miss, I can't actually. I need to go, so let me go. Our yeah. school, we used to have to get a key. I don't know if you guys were ever like that at high school. Maybe it was just my school was dodgy. I don't a know. key to pee? Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously... <laughs> so, obviously, like, during recess and lunch, they'd be open all the time, but during school time, they were locked. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. You had to go to the library, sign yourself in. I just piss in my chair. Get a key and then you have the to go back, return it and sign yourself out. No. Well, at least you would waste time getting the key and taking it back. Of so course true. that's what you think about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about, oh my fucking God. Like being a girl, like sometimes you're like, I need to go to the toilet. Like, okay, I just went, oh shit, my tampon's in wrong. Yeah, I, I need to say, go like, back what if out. you like fucking oh, bleed shit. on your school dress? You know, like that's so unfair. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, that's not a <laughs> yeah, That's wild. Um, Cool. So where, I'm trying to think, where are you at now with everything in terms of managing it all? Um, Are you going natural? Are you not? Talk us through that. So I saw a naturopath for a while, I think back in 2021, maybe. Yeah. Um, we're 2023 now. Yeah, so probably 2021. Saw her for probably six months and that was really to kind of just fix my gut and also trying to like mitigate the endo pain that I was sometimes having here and there. Just trying to figure out what was actually going on, what things I could do to best support myself. And she gave me heaps of herbs, all the stuff. Um, yeah, heaps of different stuff like vitamins and all sorts. Um, and it was great. And I basically, when I first started seeing her, couldn't eat gluten, couldn't eat dairy without feeling extremely bloated, Mm -hmm. heavy, full, um, after consuming. And then basically after six months, walked away from her being able to consume gluten. I still don't really have dairy. Just as kind of like a preference. I think dairy is just like not like almost no one should have 
Yeah. Like, I just don't think it's good for mm. anyone. I don't really know what it is with dairy. Besides but, yeah. calcium. Which is in, in the, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, but I think it definitely has its place in terms of, yeah, getting vitamins like calcium and that kind of stuff, minerals. But um, I think, yeah, with dairy, I don't know, it's still kind of unsettles me mm. um not to the point where i ever was you know yeah back then but yeah after seeing her having all the treatments following her protocol protocol for a while um i really didn't have any symptoms of leaky gut which was kind of where we were alluding to um in those sessions but she just became so expensive and i couldn't keep up mm. like i was part-time at a cafe i was it's full-time tough. at uni i was just like some sessions were like $700 plus yeah. as much as I think it was fantastic and I learned so much I just yeah I could not keep that going it so, is so unfair like you didn't have a choice to feel that way I know and you know I think spending these all thousands the time of and it's like you can like it's just example for my skin like yeah. I can go and get Rakuten for like what I don't even know like 20 bucks yeah, yeah. a packet or whatever and like that and probably get half of it back on fucking to like whatever rebate. it's called yeah. yeah but like to be able to heal my body properly and like function at an optimal state yeah i'm about to spend a thousand dollars on supplements and have none of it well it's usually like sometimes you look at me and you're just like well maybe i won't take anything and see if that helps yeah like it doesn't <laughs> can confirm try doesn't work but like it, it's, it's just, just so crazy. frustrating and i don't know if we'll ever get to a place where it won't be worse than what it is now it just frustrates the fuck out of me yeah and i think especially if you're going through it right now i think it's just one of those things where like you've just got to try things and i know you're doing that but to all the other girls out there as well that you've just got to try things and i think the biggest piece of advice i can have if you're unsure if something's not quite right or you know you've got something going on and you know within yourself that something's not right Mm. you need to be your own advocate yeah because you know gps great they have their place you know they have their purpose but when it's something like that and like this, you need to be your own advocate. You need to do your own research. You need to read. You need to basically absorb all the content you can around mm. whatever you think might be going on and basically go to your doctor with like almost a portfolio of like, well, this is all the research I've done. What do you think of this? And almost put it in their head mm. before they kind of you know diagnose you almost and yeah. kind of hear your side of things. Yeah. Um, because that's something that I really had to do as well was just, you know, say my piece and yeah. really like push to other girls as well. I've had heaps of girls message me and go, oh, like they just put me on the pill or they tell me that, you know, this is normal, like periods are supposed mm. to be painful. Well, they're actually not. Mm-hmm. I have like one that will be like the first like day or two, I'll be like, oh, I kind of feel like shit. Sometimes really bad. I'm just like, I'm uncomfortable. But I can still go for a walk, go to the gym, even if I want, I can function as a normal human yeah. being. It's the people that like can't function. That's not normal. Exactly. Like deliberating pain should not be normal. You should not be bedridden. People put heat packs on their stomach and it burns their stomach, but that's less pain than the actual yeah, period me. pain. Yeah. You, yeah. and that's not normal. Yeah. yeah it's no, crazy. I agree. It's so, always day, day one, half a day two for me. Like, I agree. Bedridden. And that's kind of coming back to your question as well, where I'm at now. Mm. Um, I know I kind of just skimmed over that. So fine. But where I'm at now with my period, I am not on any birth control anymore. I stopped. Well, I had my bar in for the whole three years that you're supposed to have it in. Um, and then at that three-year mark, I spoke to Brad, my partner, and I said, look, I'm thinking of just going completely natural. What do you think of this? He was so lovely. He was so supportive. And like, he almost didn't want to have a say because end of the day, it's my body. Mm. It's my decision. Um, But it was really nice as well to know that he supported me in that. Um, And yeah, now basically a year and a half, nearly nearly two years onward. Wait, 
Is that right? Is that timeline right? Uh, I, think I don't know what you're up didn't to. Didn't really consume. That's okay. I think <laughs> it's either been a year and a half off of birth control or nearly okay. two years. Yeah. I think it's nearly two years coming up, 2024. Um, I was going to say, so in terms of sex, do you not have anything? You so, just... <laughs> um, <laughs> are you like Torino? Are you joining the family? <laughs> yeah, are you like us, pull out game strong? Look, I think, you know, I am not on anything anymore. Um, and we were very cautious to begin with. Purely because we were scared shitless. Yeah. Um, and it was something that we knew we both weren't ready for. Um, so, yeah, we were very cautious to begin with. And then over time, like, you just go, oh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you do. And then you kind of, like, you have your periods and you're like, oh, well, it just worked for a month. Like, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, for me as well, I think when I really started to – well, before I even came off birth control, I did my research. Yep. I was like, how can I best track my periods, my ovulation cycle as well? I feel like that's the most important thing just know when you're ovulating yes that's all you need to know and girls you are only ovulating mm. for like like you are only fertile sorry for six days of the entire month i just okay. want to preface that yeah six fucking days in high school they're like in sex ed they're like you have to wear a condom all the time it's yeah. like otherwise you're gonna get pregnant it's like okay but that's actually not true yeah <laughs> and well you don't learn that in school do you no. I-, I wish there was something out there it will be if I have to make it, I will. <laughs> I've actually spoken to it about with Brad. I'm like, I just want, yeah. I want young girls that were my age to know all this stuff that I now know. It's yeah. crazy. Like, why do we get taught how, like, to give birth? Like, that's what I remember in school. I remember visually, like, watching a lady give birth. I'm like, how does this correlate to me right now? I never it did doesn't. that. doesn't. Really? No. We I did. still think that's pretty good. Yeah, but like I didn't learn about periods or but anything. But yeah, no. You know exactly. what I mean? Like I think that's almost a bit advanced. And I also just, like, all I thought was, fuck, I don't want a baby. That's yeah. why I got out of that. Yeah. And also just like I know, you know, history can be important, but it's like what happened 50 years ago <laughs> is not really my problem right now. <laughs> I'm about to bleed out my vagina and that's what I need to know about. Yeah. I know. It is crazy, hey? That is yeah. so true. Um, yeah. Question, what – like where or what did you read – to learn about the pill and everything about it? Um, well, there are a couple of books that I have read and highly recommend. Yeah, because I'm assuming not TikTok, like most people do their research on these days. Yeah. No. Um, so when I was coming off of the pill is kind of actually where I learned the most about the pill. Yeah. Which, yeah, mm. so wild. Hey, like when we're on it, we're like, oh yeah, this is crazy. Whatever. Well, just like what age did you get put on it? 14. 14. I was 16 because I was on a go period and like just yeah take the pill yeah okay cool and you're like oh cool i can question it it. i can skip it i can go on like go to the beach and not have my period awesome and now i look back and i'm like oh my goodness you fucking idiot (laughs) but like what we didn't know any better exactly what else are you supposed to know so um yeah i actually learned a lot about the pill after coming or deciding to come off and that was purely because i had picked up a book called the period repair manual don't ask me who it's by i can't remember i'm sure if i googled it i would find it but the period repair manual has been a lifesaver and I think anyone that is either deciding to go on birth control contraceptive coming off or whatever should definitely read it yeah okay. um even you Lily like you should just read it just cause <laughs> because you should probably be educated just even just like cause. for your clients and yeah stuff, exactly always, yeah. yeah definitely so that was a really big one for me um in terms of learning about all that kind of stuff um and then I also read um it's probably not directly correlated to the pill but it did come up um was What's it called? Um, something to do with endo. Oh my goodness, why can't I think of it? I can see it on my desk at home. <laughs> so it's more like 
actual mat- studied material it wasn't just like yeah. i google searched no. endo it was yeah. like you went actually into detail yeah. journal articles all those things yeah so these books all have um evidence-based research yeah. to basically like yeah confirm everything that they're saying um they also a lot of them that were written were also from practitioners who worked with women and their women like women's health um and they also put in their own kind of segments in like their clients and their experiences and then supported it with evidence like research-based evidence as right. well um so yeah they were really helpful i would have to find the endo one that mm-hmm. i have um and then there's also another one called period power which is also really good wow. um teaches you all about the different cycle not different cycles the different phases of your cycle because your period's not just the one week yeah mm-hmm. it is your is literally every single day of the month I always find the week before my period, my PMS symptoms are nearly worse than the week of yeah. my period. I'm pretty crazy. much the same. Yeah. And everyone is slightly different. Um, and I know for me, we'll probably get into training a bit. Yeah, later on. I'd like to go that next. Yeah. Um, but like, I know for me, I definitely notice slightly different peaks in my performance than like the typical cycle, yeah. I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, your cycle, it can range from person to person like it could be short it could be like 26 days or 25 days 24 whatever but it could be as long as like up to i've heard some people have like a 48 day cycle and that be consistently 48 days yeah yeah like everyone is different mine before starting prep obviously prep comes into play with being depleted and all those kinds of things um but i was a 29 day girl as soon as like i came off the pill that's not the pill the bar as soon as i came off i didn't really do anything to supplement coming off the pill um i was just yeah reading kind of understanding how to track my own cycle um which we can also go into Mm, later as well um but yeah basically just understanding all of that and then i forgot what i was talking about (laughs) that always happens to us i actually don't even know i was just like listening intently um yeah well Well, kind of can we go into how you track your cycle yeah. and then yeah, we can go into the gym? Yeah. Yeah. So for tracking my cycle, when I first came off of the bar, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't even know when I was going to get my first period. Like it mm. could take- It's it like a waiting take, game. Yeah. It can take up to like a year yeah. or two years for some people. Luckily enough for me, I literally got it within that first month of coming. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if she was just a healthy gal, <laughs> um, but yeah, my body responded really well to coming off. So I got my period within that month. Um, and then basically with the tracking, did a lot of research, did a lot of reading around how to do that. And I basically follow the FAM method, which is fertility awareness method. Um, and it's basically where you track your basal body temperature every single morning with a thermometer. Um, wow. Yeah, and it basically... I've heard about that. I have, oh. but I didn't know anyone that specifically did it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I did it every single day until I got this aura ring. I was now... just about to ask, is that an aura ring? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you looking at yeah. that. I don't know if it's just I'm talking with my hands because I do it a lot. No, I was like, is it an aura yeah. ring? Can you show me like a wedding ring? You can just have it if you want. Okay, it's thanks. a bit sweaty. It's hot in here. Yeah. I am very hot in here. <laughs> it's quite warm. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically aura ring, I was tracking every single day in the morning um with the thermometer as soon as you wake up so it Mm -hmm. should be like your resting basal body temperature temperature. so before you get up before you go to the toilet before you have a drink of water like anything you chuck that in your mouth and you track it i was using an app called kindara don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys have ever heard of it no it's basically what my naturopath recommended at the time to start tracking my cycle and ovulation and you track your body temperature every single morning and then it kind of shows up on a graph and it'll show you your kind of like baseline i guess and then basically it'll show you a graph that goes up and down depending on your temperature and then 
it'll indicate to you when you're basically ovulating or yeah. when you need to be more careful. Um, so I was doing that, yeah, pretty much every single morning until I got the aura ring. And now the aura ring does it for me. So I just wear it to sleep and it tracks it as soon as I wake up. And do you wear it 24 seven? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So like, the charger? Yeah, but it's got such good charge. Like I reckon the last time I charged this was, I don't know, four days ago. Oh, yeah. wowza. It lasts it's a like long the time. Like whoop's really good battery. Yeah. yeah. So I go to sleep with it, wake up with it on. It does and it all for me. Is an app on your phone? Yeah, app like, on your phone, links up. You do have to pay for a membership, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I think it's like $10 maybe a month. Is it oh, an okay. Aura app or do you use... Or app. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because I know there's one called Natural Cycles. That links up to Aura too. Right. Which okay. I have not invested in yet just because I'm in prep and it's probably going to be a bit everywhere. It's going to be yeah. like, it's going to just go. It already yeah. has been a bit everywhere since starting prep. Since starting prep, I have had three, three periods, I think. That's crazy. That's already happened. Yeah, but because again, she's yeah. a sensitive girly. Yeah, she says, I know specifically when I hit a number, mm-hmm. it will go. It's like when I hit roughly like 55, 56 kilos, it'll see you later. Can't remember the last time I was 55 kilos. <laughs> uh, I do have like a much smaller frame though. True. Yeah, like, she's very small. I do have like yeah. a naturally smaller frame. So it's a bit she's different. Petite girly. I'm a little petite girl. <laughs> That's kind of an ick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, it basically um, the Kindara app was really good to actually put myself right into it and actually understand what was going on rather than just letting the aura ring do it for me. So yeah. I think it was really good to actually watch how my body temperature changed throughout each phase of my cycle as well. Um, so basically when you have your first day of your bleed, that is the first day of your period. Like that is day one. Yeah. Um, and then through there you finish your cycle, however many days that may be five, seven for me at the moment, it's three. Um, <laughs> and then you go into your follicular phase, which is basically where you are more than likely going to feel your best. Yeah. Um, you know, your estrogen, she's peaking again. You're feeling social. It's when you're meant to hit PBs in the gym. Correct. Yes, we want to be hitting those PBs in the gym. Um, so that's going to be rising. And then you go through your ovulation period. Um, and that, for me, I actually don't really know right now when that is. Yeah. <laughs> but I did back in the day. And typically that's when you're supposed to be like at your peak in training. I'm currently in my ovulation right this second. Okay. And how do you feel training? Like shit, but I need a deload. I messaged <laughs> back today and I said, I never thought I would say this, but I need a deload. Yeah. Because we were actually discussing this early in the week. So it actually has nothing to do with my cycle at the moment. Yeah. I'm just like physically and mentally burnt out. Um, so I need that. Yeah. Aspect. Well, I mean, yeah. you've dropped your calves pretty yeah. hectic. And like well. really I've trained hard consistently since the day we got back from Europe. So what? That's six months of no break. That's a long time. Yeah. So it's time. Yeah. So for me, I don't really notice the transition from follicular to ovulation in training, mm-hmm. like, you know, talking about training. Um, but I really notice from ovulation through to my luteal phase, which is kind of the back end where your estrogen is dropping um, and your progesterone, 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 yeah, progesterone. can't say it, yeah. <laughs> is starting to rise. And that's basically your body preparing to 
get everything sorted so that it can shed everything on the inside and obviously have your period. Yeah. Um, so I really noticed in my luteal phase, I feel just crap. But as mm-hmm. soon as I get my first day of my cycle where I get my first day of bleed, well, the first day actually is quite horrendous. It is <laughs> yeah, realistically, yeah. realistically, it's actually, she's a bitch, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, but day two onwards, I feel like superwoman. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's a little bit backwards. And again, everyone is different. Everyone's cycle is different. Everyone's period is different. Hormones yeah. are going to play differently as well. So yeah, that's kind of like the rough, I guess, timeline of where you should be feeling your best typically and where you should be pushing your training. So really through that follicular phase, ovulation for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I find it's, yeah, when I first get my cycle after that first day of that's shooting. So interesting. Yeah. It's like something just unleashes and I'm like, yeah. yeah I'm ready to that is very go. common. Like I feel like it's on my fourth and fifth day. So yeah. first three days, super average for me, energy super low. Then is it like it kind of like wears off, don't bleed overnight, just bleed during the day. That's when I'm good to go again. So putting prep aside, Mm -hmm. what, how would you train around your cycle? Putting prep. Like prior, (laughs) prior to prep. Um, Well, I do have a coach and he definitely kind of mitigates a lot of that kind of stuff for me. And like he works around it for me. So we like track my cycle together. Um, And usually what will happen, and I mean, we still do it now, even though I am in prep, but we usually look at doing a bit of a deload towards that back end of my um my cycle my luteal phase just because that's when I am my least likely to perform to that optimum level um so we kind of pull away and I work in reps and reserve I don't know about you Lily but I don't know if you guys don't know what reps and reserve is it's basically where you train with different intensities each week essentially so I'll go from like three reps and reserve so basically you want to be training and pushing your numbers and your reps till you think you have three left in the tank Mm. and then some weeks it might be two reps in reserve so you pull it back or so you push a little bit further till you know you can probably push out two more but you stop before you get to that i feel like that's such a good training method for people that are educated 100 because if you go for like example maybe like our clients who are a bit more like beginner intermediate base no idea oh 100 because they may be like oh actually okay it's getting hard i think i only have two reps they actually have 10 exactly they don't know their limits but someone like you it's actually really important to go to that limit without burnout yeah i I definitely agree because a lot of you know i guess your gen pop people that are in the gym just to kind of feel better look better improve their lifestyle and not necessarily with such a I wouldn't say big goal, but like, you know, something like elite level. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, reps and reserve definitely probably doesn't work well. Um, Just because you don't know your own limits because you probably haven't pushed yourself to either complete exhaustion before or you're not as familiar with it as Mm -hmm. what maybe someone more experienced would be. But that's basically how I work. So when I am training around my cycle typically what we would do is we'd pull it back for that luteal phase. Um, For some people that may be actually pulling it back in their like period their actual week of their cycle yeah. obviously just depends everyone's different um but yeah i definitely would strip it back for sure mm, yeah so interesting yeah well i feel like at the moment i don't have a cycle well, i do have a cycle but what was my what did we say my last cycle was 58 yeah i think it's like 58 yep. days um so i feel like i'm at a point now where i want to start tracking Mm. everything because i've never i've never tracked i use the app flow yeah i use that in school it's so easy and because like i know mine's consistent whatever i just kind of keep an eye on all i do is click first day of my period and that is all i do you can pay for like the premium version that's all i need to start with because i just want to know one when i'm getting my period two when i'm ovulating those are only two things that i want to know and that's the app that helps me perfectly Mm. and i think as well with that premium version it's probably 
like worth investing if you're someone like Tori that's kind of mm. a bit unsure. Yes. Because I think you can enter in like the symptoms you're having. Yeah. You can write little notes and stuff. Uh, yeah, like journal that. entries. And yeah. then it can yeah. like predict how you're going to feel on that specific day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I definitely have been looking into an aura ring as well um, and natural cycles. Yes. So I'm very keen. I definitely don't have yeah any knowledge around natural cycles, but I have heard so many th- good things about yeah. it. And that's a good thing about the aura ring is you can sync it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, for me, like starting it with Kandara, it is a little bit more like it's not as handy information to you. Like yeah. you do have to know a little bit about it. Um, but again, I have my naturopath to support me through that. But um, basically, yeah, to know when you're ovulating, your basal body temperature increases. Huh. I don't think I stated that before. No. So that was kind of how I knew when I was ovulating or when to at least be a bit careful when when I would notice that that would creep above my baseline temperature. The human body's just wild. Like it, we it don't really know. Is. I swear we don't know half the things that it actually does. Yeah. Like there's just so much that goes into it. It's crazy. And to think like boys just don't. I know. Just don't need to do any of this. I know, like, right? it's not really fair yeah i know it's pretty wild yeah but yeah like that to me was huge like learning that that's what that actually meant doing like tracking through the fam method um and tracking your temperature every morning like cool you can track it every morning but if you don't understand what's going on it ain't gonna help you yeah Yeah. that's very true yeah like actually knowing that oh okay so this is my baseline temperature this is usually what it is and then being able to see it gradually increase you know maybe by 0.1 of a degree so really minuscule or like 0.2 0.3 or sometimes even up to a whole degree how about if you're just hot when you wake up your body just it, it regulates itself right so, okay. so even, it's not internally yes yeah, so it just regulates itself okay so it's basically when your hormones are changing and basically when your progesterone progesterone <laughs> yep. yeah like, i'm gonna get it right at the end of this <laughs> when that's increasing to get ready to have your period and when you're trying to ovulate right. that's when that body temperature will also increase as well okay yeah so interesting <laughs> but again like if you're to get the aura ring or sleep cycles or not sleep cycles sorry um what's that cycles yeah um that will obviously do a lot of that for you and it will tell you roughly where you're at as well you don't have to know the ins and outs it's just some stuff that i picked up along the way Mm. is there anything else you really want to cover did you want to just go over any questions that you had yeah just think i think the main ones that i had were like my experience with the pill um and kind of what was going on with that um And I think like the pill has its place. I think, you know, like for me when I was 14 and I was starting to be sexually active, it definitely had its place. Um, And I'm so thankful that I did have that. I just wish I had a bit more information at the time. Um, Maybe probably what I know now, you know, to be able to then make my decision. Whereas it was kind of just like, yep, you're going on this, like that's Mm. how it's going to be, which is completely fine. And again, it has its place. Um, But for me right now, I just wish I knew more. Yeah. Um, because for me, when I was on the pill for four years before transitioning to the bar, I was I was just a different person. And again, I put it down to you're a teenager, you're you're going through the things. It's just you know you're gonna be moody. That was me in year twelve as well. I like remember my parents specifically telling me they're like, you haven't really done anything in eight weeks. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you've stayed home for eight weeks straight on the weekends during the week besides your training. Like you're not doing anything. Like are you okay? And I was like yeah I'm just tired and need new 12 and then I leaned off the pill and all those sorts of things and focused on like my hormones yeah no it was actually because it was making me feel super flat super like tired and all those things so it's actually so interesting what goes into it and how it affects your body too yeah no I agree and like for me I was 
I wouldn't go as far as to say I was depressed, but I definitely wasn't yeah. my normal perky fun self yeah. mm. um i definitely yeah went through some harder times but again i was in high school went through a shit relationship you mm. all have your first relationship where it's like pretty toxic mm. um <laughs> went through that and again i just put it all down to that but now that i look back on it i think it probably wasn't as normal as what it should have been yeah you know what i mean i think so. like there's a part of me that's like when i have kids like i'm scared of what the next generation generation is going to be but then a part of me is like well our generation is learning all of this now to pass on. Yes. Like there's no way I'd let my daughter go to the doctor and get a pill on her Straight own. Straight off the bat, yeah. Yeah, not a chance. Yeah. Um, but also look how much we've learned in the space of what, a few years at this point. Yeah. Like can you just imagine another 10 years time? Crazy. Yeah. Um, my experience on the pill, I was on it for two years, mm-hmm. 16 to 18. Same thing. I had got my period at 16 and I spotted for three months. Yep. Um, so that's why I went on it. I was in a relationship, but that didn't really have anything to do with it. And then... I was fine the whole way through the pill and everything. Um, but mine was coming off. Yeah. Everything fucked yeah. me. So I just, yeah. The biggest thing that I'm, we always say this is like, I personally don't agree with it. I don't think, I think there's so many ways around it. And I think that the, what frustrates me the most is that they don't get an option. Yeah. You go to the doctor, go on the pill. Yeah. It's like I went to the dermatologist, go on Ractane. Mm. I'm like, well, mm. fuck. Like there's other options there. Like, it just frustrates me that I'm like, there's so many options that people need to be given. Yeah. Um, and I just think the biggest thing that you can do or for your friend or sister, or whatever, is just do your research. hundred percent. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Do your own research, be your own fucking advocate. Because yeah. you, you, if you, someone tells you something you don't want to hear, like, sure. Take on their advice, go to see someone else. It's just yeah. like literally anything in life. Like if you have a coach and no, that just... No, I, I know where you're going with that. I know. Where you're I, going. I think I was just like, that just completely <laughs> left my brain. But I think what I was trying to say is if you have a coach and they tell you to do something and you don't do it, then you're not going to get the results, but you have to do your own research into what works for you. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Trial and error, honestly. Yeah, that's like, what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't have known any different and I wouldn't have noticed the difference coming off of birth control emotionally you know as a like as a person as well who I was I wouldn't have known any of that if I didn't also try it Mm. and I think like I think I was almost this sounds really like cliche but I feel like I was almost meant to go on it and meant to experience it meant to experience all this crap to then be able to teach others or to be able to influence others to have their opinion not have their opinion you know have their say and if they don't agree with something fucking say it yeah like there I think is no I feel harm. the same like, I was gonna say you exact same for your skin yeah like I hate it so much and it's obviously so shit to deal with but I wouldn't have the platform that I do if I didn't go through all of this 100% and I'm the same like I've had so many girls reach out to me about endometriosis what doctors I've seen yeah um just to try and get the ball rolling for themselves and now it's also kind of trickling down into my coaching as well like there's some girls that I'm, I'm helping through some of that stuff obviously nothing you know, that's out of my scope, but just personal experience and yeah. what I've learned along the way. It's also nice having a coach that one, understands you and wants the best for you, but two, can also put it in a language that makes sense. Yes. That that's actually goes into your whole thing. entire life rather than going to a doctor, tell you these full things and you're like, mm-hmm, cool, now what? That's what I found like the hardest going through everything, like with just even at school when like a nutritionist would come in or like a psychologist, like they would come in with this, you know, high level language that I understand now, Mm. but sitting there as like a 12 year old, 15 year old at school, like had no idea. It just goes straight over your head. Yeah. So now that's what I'm so passionate about 
what like teaching my kids. I'm like, I'm presenting it in a way that they're going to understand. It's easy to understand and it's easier for you to implement, but it's the same outcome. Yeah. And you know what? That is the biggest thing that I have learned at uni. That yeah, might blow really. your mind. <laughs> yeah. But that is the biggest thing I've learned is you may know all the things. If you cannot translate that to your clients, to your customers, yeah. to the people that need it, you are not helping them. Yeah. You need to be able to deliver whatever you are telling them in a way that they're going to understand. And it's so baffling because we go to uni and pay all this money to learn all of this like fucking cool stuff about the body and what happens. And I could tell you all about, you know, how the metabolism works and like the physiological processes, but I can't tell any of my clients that either. And it goes the same thing with skin or with, you know, female hormones, all that kind of stuff. If you can't translate it, means nothing yeah that's yeah. very true yeah very true wow. wow i feel like i've learned so much this episode it's been so good i'm actually happy that we could actually get you on me too mm. it's been I'm good glad we could do part true. two and part three i know oh, we so could talk for hours get you on next you time we can talk for hours i'm like uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> we could talk for hours I love yeah it. and i think especially because tori and i we've never spoken about this before yeah so this has been really good and that's mm. probably why we could yeah have part Keep two going. and three yeah, yeah we will we will, we will. 2024 <laughs> yeah um, as we finish always with our guests is what is your favorite quote to live by? Oh my goodness. Um, wow. That is really difficult. Um, I love when some people come on they're like, yep, I know. And yeah. then some people are like, they're like, you did not want like, me about this. Yeah. I know I have one, but I just can't think right now. Cause all I have in my head is like everything happens for a reason, but I also have always lived by it that my parents have said, and it can be taken in any context. Less yeah. is more. Yeah. That's something that. that has always resonated with me with yeah. from my, what my parents have taught me. Less is more in anything. Yeah. So I do really that. like that. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Instagram, Michaela Cranwell. Um, I've always wondered how to say your last name. Cranwell. Cranwell. I feel like got it's it. pretty explanatory. I think I've seen Cornwell a lot. <laughs> don't know why there's nice. no you know when you like also read someone's name and you say it so differently to what it actually like reads. and that is in your head and that's what you've set in stone yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. you can find me instagram michaela cranwell i also run my own business mainstream fitness um and youtube is on the yes. go again just my name michaela cranwell um and that's pretty much it i love it well yeah. thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for, for having the second me. time i'm yeah. glad we've made this one <laughs> work it worked and we'll have you on next time, next wait. year for sure. After prep, they'll be so interesting to see how your body responds through yes. that last yes. initial stage. Let's do a post prep how yep. she responded hormonally. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. I'm down. Yeah, stunning. All right, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see. You, well, you won't wait to see you, but you'll hear from us <laughs> next week for our last episode of the year. Crazy on Christmas Day, is it on Christmas Day? Oh, last one. Slay. Yeah, slay as in like slay like the Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, goodbye guys. Bye. Bye.